podcast. I didn't know where you were going with it. And so I hit record. Now you look like a frog because your eyes are so big. Yeah, they, the, do, 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 do. What? Do, do, do. Hi, hi y'all. It's, uh, we're recording an hour later than what we said because I thought today was Wednesday. So I thought I had another day to watch all of our episodes. And guess what? It's not Wednesday. It's not. It's Thursday. Do I sound right? Am I on the right mic? I think so. I sound fine? Yeah. Okay, yeah, it says it. I don't know. I thought I sounded funny. Whatever. It's one of those weeks, days, years. It's one of them weeks. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. Oh, I was not going. Yeah, I know, but I was. uh, Cool. Coo, 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 coo. So if you want to know where we are mentally, that summed it up. Uh, so uh i'm warren i'm bridget oh yeah uh by the way you're listening to gateway anime podcast and we're watching your lion april uh guess what it's not april no mo it's may we should have watched this in april yeah well the dice didn't say that so well they were wrong um you like my headband look it's blackbeard oh gay pirates gay but have you started watching the show yet I started watching it. They're friends now, kind of. But Blackbeard is not actually his friend. He has he has dark intentions. So what episode number are you on? I don't know, like three. <laughs> three is where it all changes, and you get hooked. That's oh, that's where the gay starts. I that's see. where the gay starts. Yes, yes. I In, see. End of episode three, you're like, oh, oh, what? is this? It's like intro to it and then you're like is this show gonna go there and the show you know it's amazing it's Taika Waititi Riz Derby it's on HBO everybody please watch it because I'm begging HBO to make a season two because Taika Waititi is just so very attractive and then with that bearded hair like it's not right no he's like in all leather long hair big it's he's stunning to look at gorgeous so if uh any bit of the male species is attractive to you that is a really good one to look at in this show and Riz darby's actually really attractive in this show too in his little frillies like if anyone were to say the word daddy to me no context (laughs) needed just say oh daddy i'd be like oh yeah taika watiti is blackbeard like instantly that's daddy Taika, your daddy. Daddy of the week. Daddy of the Oh, I forgot we <laughs> had daddy that. Of the week. <laughs> well, there we go, everybody. Uh, after a long, like, six-month hiatus, daddy of the week is Taika Watiti this week. It's because the term daddy has to be redefined before we could actually appreciate it for what it is. Uh, thanks to Pedro Pascal and... Um, Oscar Isaac for embracing daddy into even further of mainstream culture. Daddy's a state of mind. Just daddy. like hot girl is a, st- <laughs> a state of mind. Did you see that girls? I can't. Her name's like Elise something. She's like hot is a state of mind. I choose to be hot. She's like in her pajamas sitting in I the was bathtub like, just eating. I was yeah. Like, Less. That was everything to me. Truth. 
She spoke the truth. Oh, also, we have a new soda to try. Oh, yeah. Mine's in my fridge. Do we need so, to go get that? Yes. Let's go pause ahead. real quick. <laughs> Sorry. I hope you I caught that. Burp. I missed that. No, I don't think I did, but Lauren burp. So we have Ooh. our new soda. Apparently, this is our new side thing we do. So hilariously, the soda you gave me exploded in my car. Yeah, if you leave it in there, it's really hot. Lord. <laughs> yeah, I left it in there for exactly a day because I forgot about it. Uh, and it's it exploded. <laughs> yep. It was so bad. The top of it, like, completely peeled off the can. Like, oh. just exploded over everything. I made that mistake that only once in my life. Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know now. But Mason was kind enough to buy me. Oh. <laughs> so Shout out to it. Mason, our official, like, soda partner of this podcast. <laughs> he's, he's my, he's Wait, my We need an official title for Mason. He's my work husband. Work husband and soda aficionado. Guru? Soda aficionado. Is he a Sauvignon? A soda, a soda Sauvignon? Sauvignon. TM, TM. That was TM, so TM. loud. You're welcome. Sorry, everybody. There was tape on that. But basically, we're trying Dr. Pepper Dark Berry. And it's Jurassic I'm World. not theme. excited. I have nothing in my body is excited about this. So fun story. I bought a 12 pack of these, gave one to Lauren. I have drank like majority of this 12 pack because I'm assuming you like it. I do like it. But I think this was a a flavor when I was a kid. I I don't know if I'm making this up, but I'm 99% sure Dr. Pepper's had this flavor before. And so I, I thought I liked it. I don't know. I got really excited when I saw a new flavor at HEB. And I was like, gotta keep one for Lauren. So I'm going to open mine. Uh, I guess I'm going to open mine. Yeah, we got to have different ASMRs. There you go. That was a good crack. That was a good one. It smells crazy. It smells like it's some fake berry, like, but it reminds me of summer. And you know, smells are like one of the biggest like memory drivers, smells and sounds. And so this smells like summer. And I think I was camping in Garner State Park. It smells like Kool-Aid. All right, Lauren, I want to see you try it first because I already know I like this. If you're not watching our YouTube channel, you're wrong. Well, words. Second, second sip, second sip. That was a test sip. Control. That was the control. This is the. This is variable number one. Thoughts. It pisses me off <laughs> that it's actually kind of good. I just love that, Lord. What are your thoughts on the flavor? The flavor pisses me <laughs> off. It's actually pretty good. And yeah, it's great, right? I it like makes it. Makes me like physically angry. This is way better than what that Stardust Coke was. Another reason Dr. Pepper is superior. I would, I would, I could drink a, a, a 12 pack of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm mad about it, <laughs> but I could drink it. Thank you, Universal Studios and Jurassic World. <laughs> bringing back a good flavor 
Thanks, now, if Coke could bring back cinnamon. Drink this. <laughs> Thank you, Mason, our soda aficionado, our, so- our soda sauvignon. Um, also, still put in that work request for Coke cinnamon, and we'll be fine. <laughs> Just really determined to have that one back. I'm like angry right now. Like that really just ticked me off. <laughs> I don't know why. You gotta like get I'm, one. I got the the spicy the spices. I'm just like <laughs> unhappy. <laughs> Maybe it's because you're a little gremlin that's balled up right now. I made the mistake of closing my eyes for a moment after Bridget told me she had to okay well Bridget called I was about (laughs) to get up and she was like hey I have to watch stuff and I said you know what dope I'm gonna close my eyes for a minute (laughs) and then I woke up 10 minutes after she texted me she was finished so um (laughs) I'm tired and I texted you I was finished while still finishing an episode (laughs) yeah which is that that was good because I was asleep you know what? I was trying to time it out just in case your computer was being wonky. I was like, I have time. I have time. That was safe. Yeah. yeah was you know, safe assumption. I literally had to watch all four Your Lie episodes and the one more Naruto episode. I was like, well, we're going to fit this in in an hour, folks. Wow. You really super procrastinated that, dude. <laughs> oh, like the burnout's real, man. I like need to do simple tasks and they're so hard. I did take all the recycling out because I just had this giant pile of like broken down cardboard boxes by my door. I did take that out today. Um, How do you? I organized my fridge, you saw that. So I'm doing like everything but the things I need to do, which is if you have ADHD, but you absolutely know what I'm doing. Like you procrastinate the things you need to do and find other tasks. Um, I just think I'm hitting like TV burnout because I was using it as a coping and now it's not helping. Mm-hmm. And so, and I've been I rewatching Stranger Things, but rewatching means it's just on in the background while I'm doing everything. And every once in a while, like something big will happen and I'll look at it. You should read. Reading helps me whenever I get all overstimulated. I need to, but every time I read now, I fall asleep. Maybe that's good. I need to, I also am on a bad sleep schedule. So I, I'm adjusting to living alone again. I say adjusting. I did this when I lived alone last time, but I don't have routines and I have a really hard time staying on a routine, but I'm really good at it. If there's other people that have their own routine, like that I live with, like my parents had a routine. And so I like vibed off theirs when they woke up, I kind of woke up when they went to bed, I would go to bed. And so it created a like circadian rhythm for me, but with nobody else here, it's like, I glance at the clock and it's 3am and I'm like, I have to be awake at eight. What am I doing? Or on a weekend, I'll go to bed at four and wake up at like still at like 11. And I'm like, I'm just tired all the time. I don't know what's happening. I just have a horrible rhythm. Uh-huh. But I did buy tickets to Disney World today. <laughs> so in October, <laughs> no, September, I'm going with Nora and her friend Cindy, who does Disney all the time. And uh, my friend Chrissy, who's to work with, with me at Draft House, is probably going to go too. Uh, but it's just like fly in Friday. Stay that whole weekend, fly back out on Monday, but like fry in Friday morning so I can spend all day in the park, fly out Monday evening so I can spend all day in the park. 
um, so that I can see the 50th anniversary stuff. And I got tickets to the Halloween party and I've been wanting to go to the Halloween party since like 10, 15 years ago. So, you know what? YOLO on being an adult and making dumb purchases that are going to be real fun. All right. So we're watching a show. Just throw that out there. Um, You're lying, April. Lauren, uh, we watched episodes five, six, seven, and eight. What? I'm kidding. No, yeah. What if I had watched like the ones after that? <laughs> Bruh, I like that one time for Attack on Titan when I didn't realize I had watched two episodes and then was very, very. Yeah, confused. that's a real confusing time. <laughs> uh, I mean, real confusing you were just time. quietly sitting there and then I didn't know for the next week until I had I'm watching assumed, the episodes. Like, what? I had assumed that I had like missed something. Because, you know, I we had already watched that. Like, we'd both already seen it. So I was like, oh, maybe I just forgot about that part. Like, crazy. And then it happened next week. And I was like, oh. I text you like, am I psycho? Or did I accidentally do this last week? My brain was like, something's wrong. You knew the future. That's, yeah. yeah. But uh, we, we're not doing that this time. No. So episode five, Gray Skies. You got Grey some skies. some descriptions for us? I have a Funimation summary. Would oh, you like shoot. it? Yeah. Cool. I'm going to give it to you. Thanks. Here we go. All right. Uh, Kaori is receiving, is receiving. She's recovering. She ain't receiving nothing. I'm tired. Here we go. Kaori is recovering from her accident. After her performance in Kausei, Watari, and Subaki are starting to realize that new feelings are brewing in their group, which is not wrong. That is accurate. Uh, That's also not a bad description. Nah. 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 Here we go. Here we go. So it starts with the flashback of all of them when they're little and... I was trying to use voice notes to take notes and I quickly had to stop because it says co say instead of kusei. Like C O S A Y. And I was like, well, that didn't work. Um and Kusei is afraid to jump off the bridge because his mom will be mad if he's wet during a piano lesson. But they convince him, slash, um, Tsubaki shoves him into the water off the bridge and he hits his head and they're all scared but then he kind of like wakes up and he's super excited and was having fun and then we flash back to now they all walk into the hospital room and kaori is getting a sponge bath and bath 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 with a bath uh bath (laughs) and has her shirt off and they're all panicking and she's like the one time i have my shirt off for five minutes (laughs) um She said she's never passed out like that before and that her dad's being a drama llama, which I thought was funny, uh, and they're running tests. um, But she said she's been anemic most of her life and she doesn't think it's a big deal. They didn't make it to the next round because of all their issues, stopping mid-performance, you know, uh, Kusei had his issues with it and Kusei thinks it's all his fault. Kiori asks Kosei if he's played much lately, and he says he wishes she'd just chew him out because it'd be easier to handle rather than her making him feel his feels and be very empathetic towards him. Kiori, uh, no, 
Watari is calling a bunch of girls while him and Tsubaki are standing outside of the hospital, seeing if they want to hang out. And that's just a background moment, but I thought it was really funny. Um, and then we pan over. Kusei's walking home after school one day. Watari is practicing soccer and he makes a goal and he's doing really good. He's the captain of the soccer team. And he runs up to the fence and tells Kusei, like, did you see me? Did you see me do that? And um, Kusei realizes that Watari has uh, Kaori's phone number because he's going to text her that he is really good or made that goal, I guess. Uh, and it, it makes Kusei a bit jealous. Uh, he doesn't think that she could like him. And Watari starts telling him, like, hey, the way y'all both played so passionately makes me want to be passionate in what I do. And you've, like, inspired me, which I thought was a very sweet little moment. Um, so it starts raining. I mean, this episode is called Gray Skies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everybody's kind of, like, in their fields because the weather is affecting them. Uh, but also because they're feeling. Kusei feelings. Talking about the wise. Where did that come from? It's from the end of Shrek, the original Shrek movie. Yeah. Whenever they're doing the like karaoke thing, uh-huh. one of the minions, it's after the um Minion. Oh, do you minions. really want to hurt me? Yeah. It goes feelings, and before they let him finish the song, Donkey breaks in and to YMCA. That's a very specific bit yep. of the <laughs> that you just spouted out, and I'm proud of you because Shrek, you. Shrek is a national treasure, and uh, it should be brought up more. Does anyone else have constant Shrek flashbacks, or is that just? <laughs> I'm on Shrek talk right now and I would oh, like no. to be off of it because it's not as enjoyable as you think. It just makes yeah, me I'm very good. scared for people. Yeah, I don't want to be part of that. I'm good. It's man. because of She-Hulk and then they like how bad they the animation was and they shrek oh, her. No. And, um, oh no. Internet. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. All right. No, no. If you don't no. know what that is, Google it. <laughs> no, don't. Don't tell children to Google Shrek is love. <laughs> My brother did it in middle school. <sighs> I did too, because they didn't know any better. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> Kusei thinks of Kaori telling him that he can't forget the piano because it was like his universe. And she's determined to help him overcome his trauma with it. Uh, we realize it's actually a lie that uh, Kaori says she hasn't passed out before. She totally has. She says it quietly in the hospital when she's by herself. And so we know she's probably hiding a medical diagnosis, but we don't know what. It alludes to it. Subaki hasn't been herself the past few days, and everybody's just also kind of in this funk. Um, the old captain of their baseball team, uh, shows up while Subaki is walking home. What's his name? I wrote his name down later. Sato Senpai. Sato, thank you. Um, and uh, runs into her, and you can see he's kind of blushing, and he's like asking Subaki how she is, but she's kind of like in this other universe because she's really thinking about Kusei all the time because she got the feels for him, which we kind of learned in the last few episodes. Um, she says that she used to have a crush on him, but then he left. So her love for him melted away like the snow. Uh, and she thought those days were long gone. 
while she's talking to him now, she's saying like, I don't really have these feelings anymore. Like they're not coming back. Like he's very attractive. He's very pretty, but I'm not feeling the same way I used to feel about him. And she asks, why is her heart not doing backflips? Which I really liked because sometimes you do have this big crush and you remember in your life, it was such a big crush. And then you meet this person again and you're like, it's weird. Like that feeling doesn't exist anymore, but I remember that feeling, but I don't feel it anymore. So that's fun. Um, So Kusei runs into Kaori while she's on a bridge. She's playing hopscotch with those cute little kids. Uh, and he didn't get her a congratulations, you're out of the hospital gift. And so she like hits him and starts crying and he's freaking out because she's crying and really upset about it, which is a fun manipulation tactic. Uh, and he says, Sarah, I'll do anything for you. And she goes, anything? And he goes, sure. And she's like, good, because now you're going to enter into this piano competition. And he was like, what? No, anything else, but too late uh and so she tells him you gotta do it man and take a deep breath and dive in and then he jumps off the bridge into the water with her just like in the beginning of the episode and it's very metaphorical and that is that episode huzzah huzzah Huzzah. it was sweet it was short it's right now a lot of the episodes we're about to watch are more sentimental visual stuff so our my notes are kind of short well, I I only have one one thing, and that is the voice actor for Saito Senpai. Is his name Senpai or Senpai? Uh, his M- name is Saito, but M or senpai. N? Uh, I don't know. I think it's an N. Senpai. Like Senpai? Like, yes, Senpai. No, that's just what she calls him. That's not his name. I just oh, said it because okay, he okay. is her Senpai. Saito. Got it. <laughs> what does Senpai mean? This is this is Senpai a me, it's me. a it's a uh, it's like it's an, an endearment honorary, term. Right? It's a, it's an honorary it's an honorary term. Honorary. Like you you give that term to your superiors. Okay. So like uh, people older than you, that would be your senpai. Okay. You know. Yeah. Or yeah. like your teacher is your senpai. Crap like that. Interesting. So it's just it's a it's an honorary. I definitely That's thought all. it was a lot more sexual or emotional but no, they, that's things, why that's why bakugo gets so mad at izuku for calling him kachan because chan means your like friend your equal oh. and it's a childish thing so it's it's not like it's not like he's being disrespectful because they've known each other for a long time but he should be like like respect put some respect on my name you know what i mean that's yeah. why he's such a butt about it oh. chan Chan. No. <laughs> I was like, Chan. <laughs> but I have uh, Saito, who's English voice actor. I have gone over before. Ooh, um, but, but, but it was in the My Hero Academia episode. So oh, it's a bonus I episode. have decided to give you these people again, but also because I love Robbie Damon, who is the voice of Saito. And if he's on he's on critical role. Robbie Damon. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. absolutely amazing. He is the voice of Goro Akechi <laughs> in Persona 5. And I'm obsessed with him. Um, but he's also flecked turn in My Hero Academia yeah, 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 World yeah. Heroes mission. He is Megumi Fishijiro in Jujutsu Kaisen. 
That's of course, why, Goro yeah. Akechi in Persona 5. He is uh, Hahanazuka in Demon Slayer, Sword Guy. I still don't know how to say his name correctly. Like uh, Tinjin? Is... Tinjin? No. Sword Guy? Who do you mean by Hahanazuka? He's the guy that makes the swords. Oh, that makes the swords. Got yeah. it. Um, he is Jesse in Infinity Train, which is an absolutely excellent show. And he's also Smokey in JoJo's Bizarre Venture, Venture Battle Tendency. And of course, his probably most known character, he is Mamoru Chiba or Tuxedo Mask in Sailor Moon. Uh, and his Japanese voice actor is Kazuyuki. Oikatsu, yep, and uh, he plays Jonathan Joestar in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood. Uh, please check out episode 28 of Gateway Anime Podcast if you would like to know more about this man. He's also uh, Naruto. He is a Naruto. I don't remember who. I don't either. Mitsuki, I think. I'm sure it'll, it'll show up. But yeah, he is a big reoccurring guest star, and I think he might be a regular now in the new season of Critical Role. I'm That's obsessed with Robbie Damon. I would know beautiful. his voice literally anywhere. As soon as I finished Persona 5, I started watching Infinity Train because I was like, oh, it's a sweet cartoon. Like, this will be good for me. And then immediately he started talking and I said, friends, because that's my favorite Corolla catchy line. Because <laughs> he starts freaking out at Joker because he says that they're friends. And he's like, we're not friends. I don't need friends. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually obsessed. With I Robbie think the Taylor. last time you did his voice, you said <laughs> I did, and uh, you got real weird at me, and I was like, "You would know, you would know." <laughs> if Robbie Damon was here, he would laugh. That's He's in Hunter Hunter, also. Yes, Prolo, Lucifer, Montreux. Mm-hmm. He, He's a lot of things. He is really pretty, also, and I very love, fashionable. Love, love Robbie Damon. I follow him on TikTok. That's <laughs> how much I like I, him. I need to follow him on TikTok. I follow him on Twitter, uh, not Twitter, Instagram. Because I follow all the uh, critical role people on there, of course, of course. But I like because I didn't know I didn't watch Critical Role the last time you covered him, so it's new for me. Whenever we use our Twitch and I make you play through Persona Five with me, I will (laughs) express to you how much I adore Goro (laughs) Kechi. The end. The end. Okay, got it. Yeah. I was going to say another thing about him, but now I don't remember. But he's perfect and wonderful. I thought they couldn't say. I don't know. Okay. I'll come to me like mid-sentence that you're talking probably. Dang, I don't remember. He's Peter That's Parker okay. in the Spider-Man series right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Oh, my brain doesn't work. Okay. Well, uh, here's your episode six summary for On the Way Home. You ready? Here we go. Yeah. Uh, Kiori is pushing Kosei to his limits in an attempt to bring back his musical skills. Subaki has to figure out where her feelings are pointing her. The end. Gotta push it, push it to the to limit, the limit, limit. Cause we're in it to win it. We're in it to win it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
push it. I remember the song. I obviously don't remember it as much as you do. It's Corbin Corbin Blue, and I think it's called Push It. I don't know. It's that jump rope song. Yeah. Right? From Jump In. Jump In! There we go. The Disney Channel original movie with Kiki Palmer. (laughs) Yeah, Kiki Palmer and Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue. Old school Kiki Palmer. Before she was a TikTok sensation. Is she a TikTok sensation now? I don't know. Crap, apparently. So I she know keeps... she's about to be in that Jordan Peele movie, and I'm very nope. excited. Uh, she keeps saying things, and TikTok keeps, like, auto-tuning it. <laughs> I know, I know. It ain't the stallion. You know it's your, it's girl. your girl. That's Kiki interviewing Megan the stallion. Shut up. I didn't know where that came from. She's doing a red carpet thing, and then, oh, 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 oh. I know what I, I know what I, the stallion, you know, it's your girl. girl. Love it. That's what Kiki naturally did when Megan the Stallion. I'm obsessed. And then she also did that. I don't know this man. I'm sorry to him, but I don't know this man. Because <laughs> they were like, on the Good Morning America, they were holding like a picture of a really famous person. I don't remember who it was. She was like, I don't know this man. I'm sorry to him, but I don't know this man. <laughs> it was so funny. I love Kiki Pop. Oh, what a and she was great in the Scream TV series. And I think people are way too harsh on those ser- that series. I know the first one was me, but come on. Anyway, I'm not going to say home. anything because it's mean. And we don't have to get into it today. Except for I have that one lovely TikTok of the person in the background that's supposed to be like whatever the typographer person in a courtroom is. And she's stenographer. Stenographer. She's just doing this, but her fingers aren't even touching the pad or the keyboard, and they're not making patterns. They're just <laughs> doing this wave. And I was like, I know they type in shorthand, but you're not even touching anything. <laughs> and it's I, I have the video saved because I think it's so funny. I have a secret ambition to become a stenographer, so that like physically hurts me I'll send you the I'm video. in pain okay <laughs> oh okay here we go so this episode it starts with another flashback and Tsubaki is having to carry Kusei home after the whole bridge jumping thing because he skinned his knee but she twisted her ankle and is still carrying him home even though she has like a worse injury and more painful one so we're back to the present time um Kusei's dad is away on business a lot, so it's normally just him at home, which is even more depressing. This poor kid has so much emotional trauma, and he's just alone at home all the time. So Kaori's over there, and she's, like, going to get dry clothes so that she doesn't have to go home in wet clothes and dry off because they're, like, right next to his house. And she finds the old piano room, and it's just dusty and a mess. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She cleans off all the clutter and like tells the piano she it, she's so sorry that it's being treated this way. The windows open and Kaori doesn't know that Tsubaki is Kusei's neighbor. And so Tsubaki sees Kaori in uh, uh, Kusei's shirt, no pants and wet hair. And she is just like, mad jealous and was like what is happening next door she doesn't know they were just jumping off the bridge um so the next day uh subaki is like 
struggling with playing baseball and stuff because she's really jealous. Um, and so her and Kaori are walking home and Tsubaki says that she doesn't really want to see Kusei like suffer. She wants him to play the piano again, but she doesn't want him to be in so much pain. And Kaori says he's going through scars and ripping off scabs right now. He's got to be in pain in order to address the things that he's pushed down, which is, you know, that's why you go to therapy because that's so true. And so nice to have someone guide you. Speaking of ripping off scabs, did I tell you about this? I don't know. I don't okay. know where this is going. So speaking of scabs and childhood yeah, trauma. Yeah, I was like, I don't know where this is going. So maybe no, I don't know. <laughs> Quick pause. I was talking to Will the other day mm-hmm. about this thing that happened to me when I was a kid, thinking that this was a normal thing. Uh-oh. That whatever but, you think that it never is. So here's the deal. Um, when I was a kid, I fell off my bike. Mm-hmm. Um, riding down a very large hill. Mm-hmm. I skid down that hill with yeah. my bike on top of me uh-huh. for quite a bit of the way. I still have the scar on my knee. It was Yuck. very much deeper than it should have been. And I probably should have gone to a hospital, but I realize now that my parents were poor and probably didn't have insurance. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I did not go to the hospital. So we didn't have any bandages that were big enough to cover it in the house, but I did have a little brother who was wearing diapers. So we threw a diaper over it and like wrapped it around and all this I mean, crap. It's, it's pretty nifty. I mean, it works the same. Yeah. So we, you know, we first aided it pretty good. We washed it, it, we peroxided it, it yeah. all this stuff. Um, and then a scab formed over it. And for that entire week, I have vivid memories of my parents picking the scab off. Yeah. So they, every night they would pour peroxide on it, let the scab get kind of wet, and then they'd peel it off. It's not what you're supposed to do. And see, I know that now. Oh, Lauren. But I have like vivid memories of my mom holding me down as I cried. And my dad peeling off my scab. No. no. And I don't know. I don't want this. Why that was a thing. I don't want this. Lord. But I, I thought this, this was a completely normal thing. I said it to Will. And he's just looking at me horrified. Just like. <laughs> I would be too. I <laughs> am. And oh. I, I haven't asked my parents about it yet. Because I don't know what they're going to say. Yeah but that is something that happened when I was a kid I was like seven yeah I remember that a lot and this is for like a whole week they just peeled off my scab I don't want this I don't want this and it was big dude it was like yay big Ah! yeah (laughs) I don't want that and I I googled like reasons to peel off scab there isn't any no you're not supposed to um so i don't know why my parents did that but well, yeah now that we all have trauma from your trauma ooh. so i need to go to a therapist probably for your scab ooh. um i'm still very upset can we change the subject <laughs> yeah you're good i'm, I'm sorry so sorry to do that to you but really grossed out. I just want to 
wanted to cry. I was just like, oh. I had to share. It was literally both you of the You didn't things. have to. You I did, did though. But you're talking about stabs and trauma. And I, I was like, oh, was I have a scab scabs. trauma. It was metaphorical scabs. Well, mine were real. Anyway, after that <laughs> gross pause, I'll put warning in this episode uh, um uh, so i'm all flustered subaki's walking home and she's thinking about her and kusei but then also kusei and kaori and so because of this and this complicated feeling she calls saito and asks him to be her boyfriend even though i think that's so messed up because she doesn't like him like that but he yeah. does like her like that Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Um, Tsubaki is struggling to focus because of the thoughts of them, and Tsubaki is just like on this date with Saito at this little bakery, and she's going on and on and on about Kusei. And like he's really polite and he laughs and he's like, You're really going on about Kusei. And I'm like, bro, so to him. Uh, she says that her and Kusei were a team, but now she's feeling very sidelined. It was always them growing up and now it's not. Uh, it's him and Kaori because they have this musical tie that she can't relate to with that. Kusei knew that Tsubaki hurt her ankle when she was playing baseball. So he carries her back home and says, look, this is just like when we were kids. But now I'm carrying you, but you still have the ankle injury. You're still the same old Tsubaki. And she's like, I'm not. And I was like, mm. I love um, Tsubaki. Like, love her she this next moment girl. made it me like fall in love me. with her so she starts <laughs> sobbing because she was playing baseball and she was so distracted she lost the game and it caused her whole team to lose and she just like kusei's being so sweet to her and you know saying like i'm always here for you it's always us and so she opens up and just starts sobbing like while he's piggyback like carrying her. And so she's just like crying into his shoulder about she feels horrible for the team. She's the reason they lost. And um, she's saying like this whole time I'm feeling so sad, but why do the stars seem brighter? I can and smell this is his the hair. Moment. This is the moment that I was like, I don't need Kaori. I need Kausei I want Tsubaki and Kusei. To- fall in love they're going they're to so in the end sweet because I adore them. they're going to in the end because kaori's gonna die calling it now i have not read any spoilers y'all don't tell me if i'm right or wrong that's just what i assume is happening um at the end of the episode kusei has a piano rival who hears he's back to playing and is vigorously practicing bam, bam, bam. and that's how the episode ends Huzzah! Um, I again only have uh one new character. It is uh Subaki's buddy. Her name is uh Nao Kashawagi. Oh yeah, Kashiwagi. the girl she was walking home with when she first ran into Sato. Yes, it was. It was not an accident. Accidental run-in. No, no, no. It was not. Twas not. Twas not. Um. Um. Um, her English voice actor is Julianne Taylor. Uh, she plays Holly Cujo in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders, okay. and Millie Ashford in Code Geass. A Japanese voice actor is Shuzaka Ishigami, and she plays, uh, oh my goodness, 
Incumio, sorry, it's been a while since I've watched Food Wars. Incumio Mito in Food Wars. Uh, Maki in Demons, uh, Makio? Makio in Demon Slayer. Makio, yeah. Makio. Which one is Makio? She's the, the, the oh, butterfly lady. Oh, yeah. Uh, she plays... Oh, and I put this down for for our boy Sam. She plays uh, Ayame Kajo. Kajo. Oh. Kajo is better. In a boring world where the concept of a dirty oh, of dirty no, jokes Sam, doesn't exist. Your show. So uh, we will we will see her again. I had Michael read the concept for that show, and he laughed so hard, and he's like, "I'm gonna have to watch this show." So huh. okay, good news, okay, Sam. We'll see you. He had never, Michael had never heard of it either. And then when he stayed the night after we went to the tiki place, he, um, Lauren and Michael and I went to a tiki place. It was very, me and Michael got wasted and started screaming about, uh, don't weren't wasted, but man, did y'all get loud. (laughs) Oi. They got loud talking about anime. And I, being the only sober one there, was like, you're screaming. We had an excellent time. Uh, but me and Michael would definitely be a little toasty. Uh, and I liked that we bonded. It was nice. Um, Look, that's all it took was really expensive food and drinks, and screaming that were amazing. And I got that coffee cup. <laughs> so happy for you! I went online and was like, "Yes! Why wouldn't they just sell me one now?" Because consumerism isn't a thing, even though it is a thing. I don't know. I'm tired. Don't listen I to me. Like, what are you I. I had my scabs pulled off as a child. <laughs> Sorry for headphone listeners. <laughs> Episode seven, the shadows whisper. Lauren, did you read us the thing yet? No. No. Ow. Read it. <laughs> Ow. Read it. <laughs> scab lady. Stop trying to put you know, scab on lady. <laughs> the May How music competition has started in Kosei and is starting to feel his fears catching up with him. At the same time, some old rivals have appeared and are set on competing with Kosei. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. The shadows whisper. So the cat's talking to Kosei about the competition being around the corner again and psyching him out. This cat keeps psyching him out. Also, we're about to get to a really sad cat story. Uh, trigger warning for anybody because I almost turned this off and was like hey lauren we're gonna record later <laughs> because i was really upset by this watery's team soccer team also lost everybody's like hey we're all in a funk why are we all losing what's happening uh kusei is also can we just say that watery is just the sweetest he was really nice dude. about it he was like him, it's okay him Let's lifting up his team i was he's, like he's Bro. a good boy this is a whole sports anime that I am willing to watch. <laughs> it's good sportsmanship losing. <laughs> um, so Kusei is running laps in PE and passes out flat on his face because he's been so obsessed with learning this recital music that he forgot to eat. <laughs> they take him to the nurse's office and Kaori is like freaking out. She's like, where's Brande? Where is he? And runs in. And he's just sitting there like eating a sandwich. Apparently, he has scarfed down five egg sandwiches that Tsubaki made him. 
Oh, but also, where did she get five egg sandwiches from in the middle of the school day? Seems She's like go bully the lunch teacher to boil some eggs. I need to make her. eggs. Lunch teacher. Lunch teacher. Lunch teacher. Lunch lady. Lunch whatever. So then he's walking out. Coyote's walking him home, and they see the black cat, and he all of a sudden just feels sick and is like barfing. And she's like, "Dude, what's your deal?" So he explains this really sad cat story. Warning. He explains that he had a cat named Chelsea, and he feels really guilty. And one of the few memories he has of his mom is with this cat. He was petting the cat, and he maybe overpet the cat. Which, you know, me and my life with Peggy all the time. My hands are always yep. scratched up. Yes. Uh, look at that. Look at that. Look at all those scratches. I mess with her all the time. Um, and scratched his hand. And that's those are his piano hands. Uh, which I wish I could say. As opposed to all of his other hands. Those are his, you know, the money makers. It's like his in piano hands. Zoolander, when he's got his hand in that case, that is how uh, Kusei's mom treats his hands. Uh, So because of that, his mom takes the cat the next day and goes and abandons it in some park outside. Uh, Coyote, I mean, not Coyote, Kusei feels so guilty because he, could, he says he should have said something. He said it should have done something. I mean, hindsight's 2020. Also, it was your abuser that did it. But, oh my gosh, the cat was just thrown out in a park. I can't even imagine. I have made myself sick imagining Peggy lost somewhere or if someone took her. And I can't, I can't, I cannot. Like, once I get a cat, no matter how many problems that cat has, that cat is with me for life. Um, It's so sad. Okay, so the competition is tomorrow. Kuse still can't hear notes, but he is practicing because Kaori gave him this big pep talk on like, you have to decide how you're going to play before you play so that no matter what happens, you have that mindset and you will play like that. It's a famous quote. Our band directors used to say it all the time. You have to decide the mood in your performance before you even play a note. So Kusei's number in the competition is 265, like Mozart's 265th, whatever, which is twinkle, twinkle, little star, ABC. It's what Lauren said in the first episode, that first or second episode. Uh, we talked about. Um, so a I bunch of his oh, song. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. They said Mozart. No, he's doing Chopin. No, I, I'm saying his number is two six five. Oh, like Mozart's two six five. I thought you meant like his. No, no, no. He's doing Chopin. Yeah. No, no. She <laughs> says bad. his competition number is two six five. Like Her. Mozart's two six five, which is. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. So Come on, Lauren, pay attention to the whole sentence. This is very unrelated. If it, I, swear, I swear it's not it's about, about scabs. scabs. It's I not about scabs. It's not about scabs. When I was working at Evo, so I was an adult, scab-free adult. <laughs> Stop saying the word. It's done. It's Sorry, it's the retire. way you said 265. It's because, so obviously you know the song Get Low yeah yeah and you know it's three three six nine, nine. Yeah. panty line so panty line. i had a kid no it's not panty line i know but i always say panty line it's just life it <laughs> rhymes um sorry, that's not the words but all right <laughs> your stories are really just off the wall tonight and you- i 
a lot of things you assume are normal say it casually and then it's very not Bridget, I'm just trying to share my life with you. What, what do you want from me? What do you want from me? Do you want do you want friendship? Oh. What is this? <laughs> well, when I was working at Evo, uh, there was this one kid whose like number code was 369, and I would always sing get low every time I did it. And did now you anytime say line? I did. And now every time. I like hear a cadence of that. I sing it low in my head. So um, thank you for that. To the window. You're welcome, but also I'm so confused by you. <laughs> okay. Um, here we go. <laughs> I guess I'll never share anything about myself I mean, again. It was just like so bizarre. I just said hey. two six five, and you're like, "Hey, I got this fun story of three six nine. <laughs> and then you were like. Yeah, and I so I sang this song. So you sing the song, but it's wrong. <laughs> so it's just like yeah, weird spiral of events here. And are you sure there's no alcohol in your drink? I'm positive. This is all pure exhaustion and caffeine. Um, that's where I'm at. I also have not really eaten today, and it's almost 11 at night. So Well, you should eat five egg sandwiches. <laughs> I might, uh, but then I'll barf and cry about a cat, and I don't know if I can do that <laughs> Same. <today. laughs> all right, all right. So there's a bunch of old competitors at this uh, recital, and they're really mad that Kusei is like ignoring him. Them like, oh, he's back and he's just ignoring us, but he's actually not ignoring them. He doesn't remember them. He doesn't know them. He's just awkward because when he would go to these as a kid, he was just like under his mother's control and like a puppet and traumatized. And it's so sad because they're ready to have beef and he's just trying to stay alive. Um, So younger people tend to want emotion in their music, they're saying. And that's why um, a lot of the judges really liked Kusei because they called him like a human metronome, his mother's puppet, and he plays it exactly as it's written. While a lot of the younger competitors will have their feelings and their flow and their emotion and let it take over them, which is what Kaori does and does it so amazingly that people are obsessed with it. But the judges hate it, so she gets low scores. The girl says that Kusei didn't forget about them. The truth is he didn't know them because his mom controlled him so much. We'll meet that girl named Emmy in the next episode. Uh, Takashi, who has beef with Kusei, won last year's competition. He's got some clay Aiken hair. I love and, Takashi. <laughs> and uh, he is making himself out to be Kusei's number one competitor. And that was the episode. So I've got some voice actors. Uh, first, I've got uh, Takashi as as the as i as i as i that's not how they said it but i don't remember how they said i it. don't remember how they said it <laughs> i just know it wasn't that but i also cannot tell you the correct version so we'll say it's that azia as i as a as i is she it's azia you tell me what that is nah you good <laughs> okay cool well takashi uh i immediately loved him and i was as like I, wow i wonder I why you, and that's because his japanese voice actor is yuki kaji if you don't know who that is that is aaron yeager that is my favorite voice actor so check out episode 19 of get Way to podcast if wait you want me to he's aaron, aaron yeager, yeager and the japanese 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait a second, that's Bryce Pappenbrook, and that was not him. <laughs> that no, was not English Bryce's voice. Is Eric Kimir, and uh, he plays uh, some guy in Demon Slayer with a weird name. He's the snake guy, I think. His name is Obani Iguro. So he's the oh, snake guy. You will learn to absolutely. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, he also I plays Ryota Kai's in Kuroko's Basketball, Speed of Sound Sonic in One Punch Man. Oh, B-cell. I thought you were going to say Sonic. No. B Cell and Cells at Work. Uh, what? Shiruki Hanazawa. Is that show like. Is that like Blood Cells? Yes. Jones? Pretty much, but anime. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm interested. Uh, he plays Teruki Hanazawa in Mob Psycho 100. Excellent show. Bridget will hate it. I oh, still great. love it so much. Mm. Um, and my boy, my sweet, sweet boy, the best of all boys, oh, uh, no. Ryuji Takazu in uh, Toradora. Uh, uh, I love Ryuji. When I force you to watch Toradora, you'll see. He's, I don't he's like perfect. when you tell me force you to watch. When we watch, watch it together, otherwise. it'll oh. make it on the list. Come okay. on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't like being told what to do. It's very rebellious. Thing. The more you tell me to do something, more I don't want to do something. So Yeah, I'm aware. But do you know how much you tell me to do stuff? Yeah, it's like very how hypocritical often of me. You I tell talk to my that I have to do something. You have to watch Our Flag Means Death. You have well, to finish you... Attack on Titan. <laughs> then shut up. <laughs> I'm very you... aware it's hypocritical, and my therapist and I have talked about it. And you okay. know what? <laughs> the controlling and non-controlling side of me at fighting. Well, I guess as long as you know. Um... I am self-aware. I do try and work on it. But at the same time, <laughs> I want people to share my passion. Just so you know, that's frustrating. I absolutely <laughs> understand I that. And you. that is very valid. Uh, I also have his piano teacher. His name is Akira Takayanagi. Takayanagi. Uh, Akira Takayanagi. No, his English voice actor is Michael. Oh, my gosh. His, his, his last name is almost as hard as all the Japanese last names. Uh-uh. It's Sin... Sinternicholas. This is, this is the, the English voice actor. Michael Sinternicholas. Spell it? S-I-N-T-E-R-N-I-K-L-A-A-S. It's German. Yeah. That's Did I, I say it? Okay. S-I- say it. I have to see it. S-I-N-K-T-T. T. T-E-R- N-I-K-L-A-A-S. Sinterniklas. Okay, I wasn't that bad. We're, we're working on it. No, that wasn't uh, bad. I mean, you had to switch countries there. <laughs> so gosh. That's always the hardest part. If any, like, American voice actors have difficult names after I've gone through all these Japanese names, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I say butchered the crap everything with a Texas or Spanish pronunciation, and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Those are the only two we got. Uh, welcome <laughs> to San Antonio. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but he plays uh, Shin Carino in Katara Lives Alone, in Hotahori and Shaman King 2021, 
and uh, the Netherlands in Hitalia World Axis. Power. I feel like I just looked this dude up for something. What, a, what he's in? Uh, apparently, in Venture Bros. He is in Venture Bros. Uh, I don't remember who he was, but he's he one of the brothers. Uh, he's one of the bros. No, no. <laughs> he is one of the brothers. Oh, he's in Star Wars Visions. He is in Star Wars Visions, but he's a bunch of background characters. So yeah, I didn't bother. Hinge uh, is like the only one that's like named. The Japanese voice actor is Takanori Oyama, and they play Kanji in Jinsiken. Jinsiken? I didn't know what it was, so I was like, ah, I gotta give you something. Let's, let's go. <laughs> uh, as for the music in this episode, uh, the the piece that uh, Kosei is playing is a shopping song called Etudes. Etudes? Etudes? Etudes. 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 Uh, OP 25, number five, or wrong note. And all of Chopin's etudes are, uh, they're technical study compositions. So he wrote them to be as difficult as possible and just like throw yeah. melody into it. Uh, this one in particular was composed in 1837. And it's a series of dissonant minor seconds. And he wrote, it's one of his hardest because it's really easy to play a difficult song if it sounds good, but this one sounds like you're constantly effing it up. <laughs> so yes, it's very difficult and a very, uh, I guess, kind of appropriate thing for uh, Kase to play because he can't hear it. So it's not like he's going to mess it up because he's like, oh, I'm playing this wrong. But sometimes um, that makes it even harder because you have yeah. to play it a certain way, even though it sounds, dissonance are hard. Yeah. <laughs> If you get a dissonant wrong, everyone knows because dissonants a, have to be so precise. It's definitely not my favorite song, and I love Chopin. Um, but and I just a fun piano fact as someone who played piano for several years. Um, whenever you're learning piano, they uh, they give it to you in levels of composers. So you start off with Bach, and then once you're good with Bach, you graduate to Beethoven, and then you graduate to Chopin, and then if you're really good, you go on to Liszt. But you can't really level any of those out until you get here. So fun facts. Uh, and then the second song we had in there was Bach, and it was the Well-Tempered Cavalier Book 2. Uh, and prelude number one in C major. And this song was written specifically for piano students. Uh, so it was made as a piece to help people study. And uh, it's considered to be one of the most important works in the history of classical music because of how well it teaches people uh, disciplines. Uh, it was composed in 1722. Uh, and then I wrote down this quote from Charlie Brown because it made me really happy. Yeah, Charlie Brown is very heavily featured in this. Just, uh, when you're depressed, it always helps to lean your head on your arms arms like to feel useful i thought that was so cute <laughs> and i love it it does make me feel better it just makes me feel like i have chubby cheeks squish stop it you stop right. it well episode eight let it ring let it, it ring eight. I'm not going to say Takashi's last name because that's a lot. <laughs> uh, Takashi and Emi Igawa. See, she's easy. Igawa. Uh, 
These two have strong rivalry with Kausei, uh, but which drive, but what drives them to play the piano? What does? What drives them? What drives them? What say you? What say, what say you? you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't either. Uh, all right, here, here, here we go. Lauren, Lauren has collapsed. Uh, she must eat now five egg sandwiches. All right, here we go. Let it ring. Takashi <laughs> couldn't have got gone. Could have. Wow. Sorry. Couldn't <laughs> have not. <laughs> couldn't have not not gone. <laughs> Reset. Takashi could have gone to Germany to compete, but because the rumor that Kusei was coming back, even though he did this like two years in a row, he decides to play this competition again, even though he won it last year because his goal is to beat and surpass Kusei because Kusei still holds the title of best and then he just disappeared. So it is like a personal thing for Takashi to take to win. Which is like personal problems. Uh, Takashi plays extremely well. One judge says by Kusei's mere existence here, it has helped Takashi become the best he can be. So Takashi's playing blah, blah, blah. Uh, The animation style is really, really pretty when they play. They really heavily 3D animate that piano. And it's gorgeous. Dude, they do it so well. (laughs) It's so good. Um, The black haired girl, which we learned is Emmy. says Takashi would have never mastered the piano if it wasn't for Kusei and his urge to surpass him. Uh, the girl has been, Emmy has been struggling a bit lately, lately, and her teacher says that she is very emotional and that even on the drop of a dime, like if the wind changes, if something happens, it affects her piano playing. And um, she didn't even make it past the prelims in another competition recently. Uh, the littlest thing throws her off. When Emmy was five, she saw Kusei play. And remember, it was Kusei's first competition in front of people. And she remembered how tightly wound he was. And uh, like he like was super stressed. And they're like, oh, he showed emotion. And because he hadn't learned his like robot face that his mom probably saw and quickly corrected. Um, and so he plays, and when he's done. She just starts loudly, openly sobbing in the audience because it was so pretty. And she said that's when she knew her destiny was made clear that she was going to play the piano. Um, Emmy is super emotional of a being. And because of that, it can benefit her playing. We see that she is actually pretty similar to Kaori in how she lets the music flow through her. She says she's better. She's playing better again today because Kusei is back. It's like brought passion. This competition's around. She's rejuvenated. It was the person who inspired her to try and learn piano, but she's not like idolizing or wanting to beat him necessarily like what Takashi is doing. She plays. She gets this big standing ovation and they'd never, all the judges are like, we've never seen her play like that. Oh my gosh. And she, uh, we see that Kaori notices that she pours her heart and soul into her playing the piano, just like what she does. And she game recognizes game, man. Um, game recognizes game. And then Kaori says, like, she says all that. And then Emmy is just like feeling the moment. She's like, I hope everybody felt this, felt this moment, feels what I feel, is touched by this music, like how I was. Let it ring. And that's the episode. That's my shortest notes I've ever taken, but 
it was a lot of listening to music. Yeah, it was good. And of course, they stopped before Cal State Plains. So, yeah, of course, whatever. Cliffhanger. Uh, so, here are the voices of this episode. I don't know why I'm so weird today. I'm sorry. I, I think it's the nap. All right. <laughs> Just keep going, man. Keep going. If you talk about any disturbing things, I might freak out. Well, <laughs> I'm on edge. Did I trigger you? Yeah, you've got my, my trauma. You got my anxiety like real high right now. Like, like I could cry. I could laugh. I could throw up. I don't know. There's a lot. I'm like on the edge of something, and I don't know what it is. I'm probably gonna take an anxiety pill tonight. Of glory? No. It's not glory. Hey, there ain't no reason you and me should be alone tonight. You need, you need to read your, your dang notes. Read Emmy Ikawa. Hey, panty liner. <laughs> I didn't mean panty liner. I was just trying to quote your line earlier. And then it, when I add the er, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, it didn't quite work. <laughs> Good effort, though. Um, our English voice actor is Erica Harlinger. Huzzah. Okay. And she plays uh, Sinobu Kocho in Demon Slayer, who is um, the bigger Shinobu. butterfly lady. Okay. <laughs> she's the... It, yes. There's actually three. Fun fact. Oh, well, she's the oldest butterfly? Nope. The middle. middle young butterfly lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, she, nope. She also plays Violet Evergarden in Violet Evergarden. Violet Evergarden. That's how I feel like you have to say your name. She plays another best girl on Takamaki in Persona 5, who I accidentally dated in Persona 5 and panicked so bad because I didn't know there was a dating thing. Like, I didn't know you could date people in Persona 5. I just fell into it. And so I panicked and then just turned everything off without saving because I wasn't ready to commit to on. And that was that was wrong of me. She didn't deserve that. Wow. I'm sorry, on. You ghosted a uh, fake to date. be fair, I didn't save it. So she didn't remember that we were together. In her heart, <laughs> she remembers. Haven't you watched Free Guy? Did she though? I also Everything I read about Persona 5 was like, just date everyone. It's not like they're ever gonna like interact with each other, but I couldn't do it because I'm I'm too good of a guy. <laughs> you, I had your, to make a not messed up in the game. You wouldn't you played Sims though, right? How'd you play no. Sims? Oh I played I played Sims 2 uh, a couple of times when I was a kid and I had an Xbox, um, but I never really enjoyed it. Um, it just wasn't for me. I loved killing everyone. Yeah, so did Will. He was telling me, he's like, well, you've never killed anyone of the Sims and it shows. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, you just like, you put make him do this. And then the they, that's what he said. And I was like, that's messed up, man. Will and like, I who's the real pod, messed man. up person here? Who's the real messed up person? I don't know, Scabby. Ow. Um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, she also plays Ami Kawashima in Toradora, who's a total jerk. Oh, you get her. But whatever. Whatever. We're not going to talk about her. And then her Japanese voice actor is Sayori Hayami. Hayami. <laughs> Hayami. I cannot speak today. Oh, my God. Uh, she also she plays <laughs> Mizuki. 
Hashimoto in Katara Lives Alone. She also plays Shinobu in Demon Slayer, which I thought was crazy. That is crazy. They're both in there. And she plays uh, Fubuki or Blizzard in One Punch Man. So, actually, her name is Blizzard from Hell. That is her hero name. That's <laughs> more interesting. Man. I like that. Yeah, my bad. I left off the from hell part. Uh, I'll work from on it. Hell. Her English voice actor. <laughs> that tickled my throat. Oh, wait, that was her English. No, that was <laughs> it. I'm, I've lost it. This is a new character now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, this is Yuriko Ochai, and this is her piano teacher. Uh, her English voice actor is Dorothy Fawn, and she is familiar because oh. she, in fact, plays uh, po- Poco's sister in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Phantom Blood. So go watch uh, episode Oh! <laughs> okay, got it. The little uh, kid, little kid yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah, who yeah. goes missing. Got yeah. it. Uh, and this slaps Dio. Because Japanese voice actor is Atsuo, Atsuko Tanaka, and she plays Hanami in uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, who's the rose villain, the flower villain guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's good. I like him. She plays Conan in Naruto, uh, mm-hmm. Serene in Devilman Crybaby. And most importantly, Lisa Lisa in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Battle Tendency. There you go. Uh, the music in this episode, 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 also known as Etude, this episode, episode um, is <laughs> Etude in E sharp minor, OP 10, number four by Friedrich Chopin. Uh, it's another technical study. And it was actually made to improve the dexterity of your left hand. So there you go. And then uh, it was Etude in A minor, OP25, number one, or OP Winter is Wind. Opus number, just so you know. I know, but I can't say that word. Opus? I, I'm not going to try to say it because I always say it wrong and I'm not. I can't. Opus. I, I can't. How do you say it? I don't want to talk about it, Bridget. You've already given me enough gu- grief. Guff and grief. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you gave me grief tonight also. Just let's make that clear. But I will not no. make you say opus. Don't make me say it. OP. <laughs> you said you reminded me of Kristen Wake. Oh, don't make me sing. Nobody's asking you to sing. Don't make me sing. While they're playing the piano, they're like, nobody's asking you to sing. And then she doesn't know when to come in. If that's like, not the most me thing ever, though. Straight up. That's one of my favorite skits. It's so funny. <laughs> I love everything Kristen Wiig does. She's oh, an, oh, she's an icon. And they're like, we didn't ask you. <laughs> she's 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 an icon. Icon. Barn star. Everybody go see it. Ugh. Uh anyway. Ugh. Uh this 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 I'm this. not saying it. This OP. <laughs> was uh i was about to try but i can't i can uh, hear the uh, hesitancy i know i can't uh it was written as a study to develop stamina dexterity and technique and mm. was cl- composed in 1836 uh the melody was added right before publication it wasn't actually going to be a part of his etude etude, series. etude series um <laughs> 
So basically this song was a total flex. He was like, Hey, this is hard. Good luck. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> That's it. That's all I had. Uh, all right. Nothing crazy. Cool. 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 Well, cool. uh, next time we're going to watch <laughs> episodes nine through 12. Nine is resonance. 10 is the scenery I shared with you. 11 is light of life. And 12 is twinkle little star. Not twinkle, twinkle oh, little, little star. Rock star. <laughs> little star. Little babies. That's the one I keep doing all the time. Little babies. Little babies. <laughs> I love Linda Belcher. Uh, yeah, we don't have any new announcements this week. Um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, supporter, you're going to get some Naruto episodes that are exclusive to you. Uh, that was a good jingle, actually. That was, good. That was, yeah. that was a pretty good wasn't planning on jingling, but here I am. My money don't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. I like the way you wiggle, wiggle. Oh, show. Oh, show. Yeah, so that's that. Um, cool. Well, the ends. Lauren, hey. we, we love anime. Um, we love you. We love you. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for watching Gateway Anime Podcast with Bridget and Lauren. Please remember to like, subscribe, and download our episodes. Remember, we also have a Patreon, so if you want to suggest shows for us to watch, make sure you go visit us. Special thank you to Marjorie McClendon for our artwork and designs, and Drew Griffith for all of our music. We hope to see you again next week.